Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. In this show, we strive to open a dialogue of how life recovery and God's Word go hand in hand. Every week, our speaker will be going through the biblical process of life transformation. And now, another episode of the Midweek Podcast. Hi, my name is John Fitzgerald McGill, and everyone calls me Fitz. And my role is worship leader and uh, life speaker and encourager throughout the entire body is my role at Temple Church. And I help out in production as well, or any area that's needed is my role at Temple Church. Awesome. Thanks, Fitz. Melody? Hey, I'm Melody Davenport, and I'm the Temple Recovery Ministry Leader. So I work in all areas of recovery for Temple Church. Hey guys, I'm Jess. Um, I mainly work with student ministry here at the church and then um, help with Temple Kids over the summers doing some BVS stuff. Um, On Wednesday nights, I am one of the worship leaders on stage. Hello everyone. My name is Daryl Radford. I am the associate pastor here at Temple, uh, primarily in charge of small groups, but we help out with a little bit of everything from First Impressions Ministry to the Temple Sports better known as SOAR, Sports Outreach and Recreation, and uh, it's a privilege to be here. Hey, my name is Daryl Vang. I'm the student pastor here at Temple. Um, On Wednesdays, every now and then I'll jump in on worship, and um, youth group is a small group on Wednesday nights, and we'll go up there with them and just hang out and have fun. Hello, everyone. My name is Tony Benda. I am the storyteller here at Temple Church, and that pretty much in a nutshell, I handle some of the communication here. My role on midweek is... Uh, part of worship with our awesome team. I love every bit of it. And my name is Bennett Holloway. I'm the executive pastor here at Temple. So a lot of that is the business side of church and the ministry and the execution of what uh, the Lord has given pastor in terms of vision and and logistics of how we function. And uh, for midweek, I've had the privilege of uh, teaching um, to date here in the midweek gathering, um, but really just partnering with this team in leading. So that's what I do. Great. So the purpose of this roundtable today is we wanted to just get together and kind of just talk about um, midweek as a whole so far from when we started back in September um, up to the current moment. And we just wrapped up 2 Corinthians 5, um, and that was a great, great message series that uh, we went through. We do have our trailer episode for those who have not heard. You guys can listen back on the trailer episode and get caught up with uh, the heart of the ministry and what we do here. Um, so Bennett, what do you have to say for, um, kind of how we started and where we got to now and any of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, um, what's interesting about this, uh, ministry, this midweek gathering, kind of this like experiment that we're doing is, uh, we are continuously going to the Lord and laying it at his feet saying, God, where, uh, where are we doing things just because we're doing them? And where are you wanting to do things, but we're holding back? Um, and we're preventing that to happen. So I think a big thing that has just been a breath of fresh air for us is um, we're constantly laying the structure at the foot of the cross. Uh, we know we have a heartbeat behind it. We know we want to care um, for people, and we want to encourage and foster an environment where they can encounter the Lord and receive healing, not only through worship, through teaching, but also through prayer. 
um, because we know that when you encounter God, you cannot help but leave changed. Yeah. So um, as, we, as we can kind of fade out and we can amplify him in that worship service, uh, that's our objective. And so right now, really finishing up this chapter of hitting 2 Corinthians 5, as we walked through that exegetically, as we walked through it verse by verse, as we walked through that not only in scripture, also in testimony, uh, I'm really excited about the, the next kind of step after Thanksgiving as we work towards pointing to Christmas and the incarnation of Jesus Christ um, on Christmas Day as we celebrate that. So on a teaching side, vision side, that's kind of where we're going. But on a practical side, uh, I'm excited to try new things and allow the Lord to lead us through all this, all this team, really, as we unpack um, what midweek gathering continues to grow into. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Melody, do you have anything from the Temple Recovery side, any any growth you've seen from September into uh, kind of our current place now? What's actually happened is um, it has changed the whole face of recovery at Temple Church. Just having this series and this worship and being able to walk along 2 Corinthians the way that we have been doing has opened up our eyes. We have leaders that are saying, this is recovery like I've never seen before. This is how I take my faith and I put it in action and I'll be able, I'm able to see how God is meeting me right where I am. And it's not such a white knuckle, let's see if I can get through this and do the right thing. It's how God is changing their hearts and helping them to see that ministry happens every single day and that God meets them where they are every single day. So for me, I'm so excited for where it's going. Uh, I have couples coming that would not be able to participate any other way, but this way one can go to recovery and the other one can attend just right there with them and then go to a different small group. So everyone is being met where they need to be met. And I couldn't ask it to be better. It's just been such a game changer for Temple Recovery and the vision just keeps changing and getting bigger. And I'm really excited to see where we're going from here. That's awesome. How about our non-Temple Recovery small groups, Daryl? you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I love it. It's uh, When this f thing was first introduced, I was really excited about it because of the... It's different. We've never done this before. And so anytime it's different or you've never done something before, you have no other choice but to trust God in the process. And uh, I think God likes it that way because we can depend upon Him to move. And so everything from the dinner and the chance of fellowship, the chance to bring and invite people to come in and sit at your table to coming into worship, in which the worship's been awesome. I'm telling you, I, this is not, I, I dare not compare uh, anyone to anyone or anyone to any church, but just as for me, being able to worship in a manner, it's, it's it's on a different scale uh, that I've never witnessed before. And so I really love that. I really love the heart that they put into it. I love the spirit that's, uh, that's present. And then the opportunity to uh, have altar time, prayer time, to talk or pray with other people, and then top it off the chance to have small groups. And what I've seen on Wednesday is more life change, more dialogue between uh, I mean, I get to have more dialogue with people who have a uh, 
concern or a revelation or insight, and we can just pray. We can speak into them. Um, I just, uh, Wednesday night's a game changer, and I love the fact that we're doing it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, coming after uh, Thanksgiving. Wednesday night has always been my favorite night, but this, especially now, this format, and seeing Young Married and the job that Pastor Bennett has been doing with the Young Married and the kids, so important. Oh, he's just pouring his heart out into them. Well, one, one thing I did want to say, because I noticed something, and I, I was wondering if there's a similarity in maybe your small group or others, because Lauren and I lead that young married class. Um, and, uh, you know, when we first started leading it, you know, a lot of us getting to know each other, right? Um, but as time went on, and I can't tell if this is because of the format that we have in terms of the evening, but we have our, our small group, a lot of our small group eats together right? At five to six, right? There's that table where, you know, we hit and then um, we go and we sit and we engage in worship and sit under teaching. And then we turn around and we get in a group and there's not, uh, there's no icebreakers that are needed Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, There's no, hey, let's kind of open. We're going and Mm -hmm. people are talking and the hour is consumed with dialogue that's powerful. So I didn't know if that was something that was in our small group or that's really a byproduct of the environment. And then I'll also ask um, Melody, I would love to hear about on recovery, if because of the way that we have done it, if it's kind of been a launching pad to have depth and breadth in small groups maybe that typically we may not have. So Daryl, I'll probably throw that to you. I I think so. I know personally from my standpoint, um, you're dealing with Sunday morning volunteers, people that have specific times, and you have to respect that times. Yeah. During the weeknights and weekday small groups, they have a little bit more flexibility to right. speak into, to have that time. But what I'm seeing as new as small groups continue to grow, they're not really doing the icebreakers. They're coming in, and they're, they're like, hey, God is doing this, God mm-hmm. is doing that, or, or hey, guys, I need prayer. And... And our leaders are just doing an exceptional job in leading and allowing the Holy Spirit to show up. And so I can speak for mine. I've spoken to Fitz about the artists and artisans mm, and uh, what's going on yes. there, the creative spirits. If, if you want to see what, where God is going, get hold of the creative spirits because they're moving that direction. And I'm just so proud of Fitz for the job that you're doing in leading that group. Fitz, how's mm. that going? It's absolutely amazing to uh, be in the land of the living to see Isaiah come to pass. I am behold, I'm doing a new thing. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11, it's amazing to see that I have a plan of thought to bring you to an expected in here at Temple. And uh, he's pouring new wine into to new wineskins and old things are passing away. And this new life that I'm experiencing now through, that music is not the priority. Mm. But the life of the word, we're, we're talking like we've never talked before. We're sharing like we've never shared before. People are opening up and sharing things that they're probably going to keep until Christ came back. Hmm. And, 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 and so healing is the divine healing is taking place. There's an excitement. Uh, time limited doesn't matter. It ends up landing at 830. I know we got things in order, but it gets that excited. And it's like, well, before we go, can we just, just sing a song? So we sing a song, a hymn. So it's, it's sort of a, of a model of 
you know, and they, they, they met and then they sung a song. Hmm. Uh, it's just, the, it's the most amazing transformal thing I have seen. Uh, it's amazing. Heads off to Pastor Ben and Melody for the job you're doing and Tony and Daryl and the team for the worship. It, it, if, if you ever get discouraged, please know that it's, it's working for the good. Fits in terms of in terms of practicality, right? If we're looking at that, because I want to ask students the same thing along the same lines. Um, But you know, for us, for for young marrieds and small group, uh, the biggest need, the biggest need is community, right? The biggest need is that community, and as an overflow of what we're experiencing, we're seeing that uh, in hangouts, in group time, in missional focused gatherings for young marrieds. Um, my question to you would be, but in your artisans, in your, in all your volunteers and all the people that lead or are gifted vocally or with instruments or in forms of service within production, are you seeing, um, now that the main thing in that group is the word of God, are you seeing an overflow impact in the experience they're having serving? And, you know, the, even the spirit of serving on a Sunday, is there, is there a correlation between that stuff. And then I would also ask students, because you guys are drastically impacted by this as well, because your students sit in teaching, mm-hmm. sit in worship, and then break into small groups. So first I'd say, Fitz, um, for you, how's that impacting their heart and the serving aspect of your, your ministry? The smile has changed. Um, the excitement has changed. They have more energy and more life to come in yeah. and, and want, to, want to participate. Yeah. They're showing up at a different time. It's a different, it's a, it's a new freshness. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's just beautiful uh, to see the excitement of a person that normally just runs the camera that wants to come sing, wants to stand, wants to get there and participate. And bear in mind, this, so many people are going through some of the craziest things in their personal lives right now, but they found a new hope to keep pushing on yeah. and to not quit and to give up. This is what I'm seeing because of the word, because of what's going forth with the word. Hmm. There's a new excitement there. What about with students? Because you guys, this is, a, this is a game changer for your all structure as well with student ministry. So what's the impact that's having for you guys? Yeah, so students have been, um, Wednesday nights have been really good. Um, it's in the evening, so students, uh, they're, they're, there's a level of... Um, they're willing to go more in depth in their small groups uh, because the feel is just completely different. Um, uh, Sunday mornings, you know, they're probably dressed in their Sunday best, but on Wednesday nights, it's like, hey, like it's it hasn't been a week since I've seen my youth group. I get to see them in the middle of the week um, and catch up on things, and uh, I definitely do see them being more involved in small groups, but then also in their youth ministry. Like I can literally remember middle schoolers saying, like, hey, because I feel like I'm so involved, or I, like that uh, we do a lot of stuff together that I feel like God is using me more mm. um, in this season of life. Um, and it's, it's really because we're, we're meeting more often and hanging out and, and doing stuff together. Um, and Jess, you can speak into this too. I feel like um, one of the challenges with uh, things like a midweek gathering is um, for as a, as, a, as a youth pastor is that these don't ever feel like um, childcare, mm. either to leaders or to students. And yeah, so from a very early start, Jess and I just put our heads together like, yeah, like we want to like not be the small group, be the only thing that they come to. Let's, mm-hmm. let's meet and say, no, we're starting when we eat together. We're starting by being a group in worship together in, uh, in the worship center. We're sitting under the same teaching, and then we go to small groups, and the experience for a student has been the entire night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jessica, yeah, you can speak into that for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's definitely what we're seeing. I mean, we have students, Daryl, I think you pointed this out, but we have students that don't even come to eat dinner, but will come to sit and hang out with everyone. Um, hmm. And then we all go into the worship center that's together. So um, I think they're, they're getting to receive worship in a different way. Um, they're getting to receive just different perspectives in teaching, which I think is so valuable and so important. Um, and then, I mean, kind of similar experience with diving right into small groups. I mean, Daryl and I, the first week or two, we were like, oh, let's do, you know, 30 minutes of hang time, kind of a game, and then we'll get into small groups. And we did that for maybe one week, maybe two. Um, and then finally we realized, like, we just had too much conversation to have. Like, they just wanted to keep going. So we have just been talking through the hour. Um, we normally have kids that want to stay after. So um, it's just been really good to dive in and um, I think the group that comes is pretty consistent, so they're getting to really know each other. And Bennett, what you talked about with community is so key, um, just with any stage of life. And I think they're starting to experience that community together. Um, and then even just from a volunteer leader perspective, it's been really just beautiful to watch our Wednesday volunteers want to hang out with each other after mm. Wednesday night. Um, and that's something that's so valuable for us as leaders in the ministry is that, you know, we don't want leaders to come and we feel like, hey, we need you to do a job. And then that's all they get to do really is like, you know, be with the kids. Then they got to go. It, it's really beautiful to have the time and space for them to get to know each other as leaders so that when they come, they're actually feeling like a part of adult community as well as um, being able to serve and pour into the students. So I think that there's an aspect too that we haven't addressed that I think is really cool that, you know, our students sit under like they sit next to adults mm -hmm. every age and stage um and they get to be led by you guys gifted mm. um, but they get to not only watch you lead the whole group in that yeah. worship center um but they get to participate side by side with people too i think that there's something um there's something special right too with a student being able to worship alongside other adults in a student section mm -hmm. under the leadership of, of their, you know, their team um, as we get to do uh, midweek gathering. So I think that is, that is something that's cool, and I'm thankful um, that they get to see that they're big roles in yeah. this, and so are you. I mean, it's, the student ministry carries a lot of weight um, and influence and opportunity, and sometimes they need to be elevated um, for them to receive that. So. I think there's some more of that we can even focus on as well that I think is really cool. But I love how small groups have come along what you've been teaching in 2 Corinthians 5 about uh, what God has reconciled, mm -hmm. what he has done for us on the cross. But then if you go further down, he continues to, he is reconciling us. So it is opening us up in small groups to be a little bit more vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, to have those discussions because... Uh, it, you know, I'll admit it. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still growing in Christ, mm -hmm. and I love to hear the word and be challenged by that. Right. Uh, think about, hey, I've, I've never thought about that. Maybe right. God is beginning a new work yeah. in me. Has anyone else experienced that? Yeah, yeah, we definitely um, have seen that in in um, in teens as well. That uh, just the topic that we're talking about about. Second um, Corinthians five is is huge on transformation, yes. um, personal transformation um, after encountering Christ, and then um, the ministry of reconciliation, and and that I can definitely tell has been uh, really impactful for our kids to kind of like do a spiritual check: right. Am I transformed? You know, mm -hmm. like what has Christ done in my own life? And we see that 
all the time is that they just want to see their faith be real, right. real in themselves, real in the lives of their leaders, real in the lives of in the life of the church. And um, Wednesday nights, they get to see some of that, and we get to testify to some of that in our small groups. Yeah. I think it's been valuable to point to the fact that in their schools and in their environments, they are the ministers. Like, I think what's so valuable about that word is that, like, we are ministers of reconciliation. And, um, I mean, that's true for everybody in the whole church. That's true for anyone that's listening to this podcast. It's like, God has given us this ministry of reconciliation. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know, we've even just had them just within student ministry. One time I remember I got up and asked, like, um, uh, I, th- I think we were talking about just us being ministers at student ministry, but um, like at our schools, we're not there, you know? So like they are the ones that go, um, they're the ones that go out, they're the ones that are filled um, to go out and be sent. And so um, there's just such value to recognizing that where you are at is your mission field. And I think they're starting to recognize mm-hmm. the greater purpose to every environment that they've been placed in. Um, and even just reassigning like perspective to, okay, your top priority is not even to be in high school and get straight A's, right? Obviously, we do our best. We work willingly at, whatever's God, at whatever God's given us. But what if your first priority is really loving on the person that's sitting right next to you? Like, what if God put you in that class for that one person and for you to love them well, um, is the purpose of that year, you know, and just starting to ask them like, Hey, who's the Holy spirit putting on your heart? Um, who, who are you feeling, um, a stirring for around you? Cause those are the people that you're often there for. Um, and so it's valuable for us too, to recognize, you know, where our mission fields are. And, um, obviously not everyone's called to vocational ministry. Praise God. <laughs> like we need all types. We need all kinds. We need um, people in every sphere. If all the Christians stayed in the church, um, there'd be no evangelism. There, no one else would be getting saved. So, um, Yeah. I mean, you bring good. up a good point. Like Doug Reinhardt's um, testimony last week. Yeah. I love it. Uh, every time I hear it, I am so moved by it, but it really talks to the degree of, you know, he, he grew up with a, uh, in a Jewish and a Presbyterian background, but it wasn't a relationship. Mm. And uh, he recognized that he had sin in his life and he went with it. It was years later that God began to call in his heart and he recognized, yeah. hey, I've got to change. And then when he recognized that change, he recognized he had to go. Yeah. And he just said yes. And that is where even at 59 that I don't want to get comfortable and say, okay, God, this, Mm -hmm. all right, in the past we've done this, in the past we've done, no, God, you continue to do a new work in all of us, and we have to always be willing to say yes, and I'm glad Doug said yes, Mm -hmm. because he went from digging ditches and septic tanks to now transforming Mm -hmm. a generation in Tanzania. Yeah. I mean, what a testimony. Yeah. And God's building a testimony up in you right. and in me and anyone who listens uh, to this podcast, mm. as long as we allow God to say yes to God and say, send me, yeah. here I am. And it may be going to Tanzania or Jessica, it could be blooming where I am planted <laughs> right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about God yeah. uh, and following Christ. Yeah. 
that's what that's the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Mm. Um, it's so wild to me that the food, I mean, what was it? How many loaves? Two, two, five loaves, two five fish. loaves, two fish. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause that happened a few different times. I get mixed up on the, <laughs> the 5,000, the 4,000. Well, that Jesus was just, the, again, that was just the men. So like oh, yeah, 5,000, no, exactly, just exactly, men. Exactly. And then the kids and multiple children and you know, everybody. Um, and so, <laughs> never mind. Um, so we have this story and it's like the, the boy brought this food up that could have fed his family, you know, like that could have fed his family and that would have mm -hmm. been God's provision, honestly, for that family. But then when he was willing to sacrifice what could have fed his family, um, Jesus multiplied it to where it fed the entire community. And then some, um, yeah, 5,000 men, 5,000 women, probably and a bunch of kids. So like, you know, you're looking at 15,000, 20,000 people at least. And, um, that one sacrifice that could have provided for a small circle placed in Jesus's hands um, multiplied to be able to feed the multitudes. And so, Daryl, like with what you're talking about, it's like, man, taking what we have, even though it seems small, and placing it in the hands of Jesus, mm -hmm. even though it could feed ourselves, mm -hmm. it could edify us, but if we will lay it in the hands of Jesus, mm -hmm. it can actually um, edify That's a right. generation or edify a town or a community. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there is something so powerful about recognizing where we are, recognizing the season we're in, um, and then saying yes. That's right. That's what I love about Wednesday nights. We're just saying yes. We don't know. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I hope everybody will come back and continue to uh, be a small group leader. Uh, Fitz, I hope you'll continue to do that because what I'm seeing are, are people being changed. And, you know, it's uh, do we go outside mm -hmm. and tell or do we stay inside and grow? Well, it's both. Yeah. And in my small group, we're going over a nine ways to a better you, mm. in which is the Sermon on the Mount. And Christ, and that's what I loved about um, how Bennett has preached in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 is, is humility, because even in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, when we say, blessed are the poor in spirit, well, what are we talking about that? Well, it's those of you or those of us who have recognized we're nothing without God. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're all broke. You know, it is only God that can fulfill mm. uh, that richness. And it is God who reconciles us. It is God who restores. It is God who glorifies his son. Yeah. When we say, Father, here am I. And I'm not much. I know I'm not much. I am broken. I'm a sinner. Mm. But through your grace and through the salvation of Christ Jesus, I must be somebody because you mm. continue to point me and use me. And I appreciate that so much. It's very humbling. And, uh, and I'm glad that God gets the glory for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Pick it back a little bit on that. It's, uh, it's one point that I didn't bring out. Um, during most of my life as a musician and seeing volunteers in church, uh, I'm gonna give a parable. We can work a job, a great job on it for a company and never meet the CEO mm -hmm. and just have the instructions passed down. But, but because of the small group, I volunteered, we volunteer, we play music, but sometimes we never really meet the CEO of life, which is God be us out to him. We just only get to do the job. What I'm seeing now is an old Fitz hmm. being able to put his guitar down mm. and get in the word and worship. What mm. I'm seeing is, is cameramen that, that are so busy trying to maintain equipment that they're now thirsty and hungry for what the word actually says. Yeah. 
You can sit in the congregation and, and, and hear the preaching, but when, you get, when you're on that assignment, sometimes it's hard to balance that. So mm-hmm. in our group, we're finding how to, to get in this word, love on the word and love God, and then do our job in a spirit of excellence. Mm-hmm. So this is an amazing transformation happening in that little small room. And I'm seeing a, a fire birth yes. up. Uh, I'm just so excited, guys. I'm just, I'm so thankful um, for what's going on. I just want to share that because that's real big for anybody volunteering in music and that to have that time to really get to know the one you're singing about for real. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> love it. Yes. Yes. You know, one thing that I love about Wednesday nights and how it's affected youth um, that I think is so unique to Wednesday nights is um, the. I hope that there are families, um, as they're driving home, asking their teens if they have them in the car with them, what did you think about the teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that you guys have talked about, like how it's impacted different small groups, um, adults on their level, um, well, in students, um, at least for now, we do our small groups based off of the teaching. We don't do our own separate thing um, and prepare separate things outside of what um, is taught in the worship center. We, we just get in circles and all right, guys, let's talk about what we just sat under, and um, we, we purposefully did that, Jess, right? Like, we, we wanted to keep it all congruent, all together, so that um, it, it, the Wednesday nights would basically be a huge family night, just centered on the family, that they eat together, they go and worship in the worship center together, um, they, sit, they all sit under the same teaching, and then in small groups, because we're talking about what Bennett has talked about, or the teaching, that um, I hope that there are families that are asking their kids, hey, what did you think about the teaching? And that's unique to Wednesday nights because on Sundays, we're doing our own track, our own thing specifically geared to the youth and what they're going through. But on Wednesdays, there's almost like this big feel of like family, like, well, we're all in this together. We like worship together. Youth are not used to that. They're used to worshiping, you know, having their own worship service, which is great and has its place. Um, And then we're hearing different sermons and different things. Um, But Wednesday nights is a special place to just like all be together. Yeah, last week specifically, it was really neat because, I mean, even we kind of switched the format up. So usually we would do the music up front, and then um, uh, Pastor Bennett would bring the word after the music's done. There's a lot of churches and groups that do that same format, but last week we switched it up to where um, we had the testimony and the word up front, had worship at the end, and there was just something something special about it. And, and people wanted to stay and be ministered to, and and have an encounter with God at that point. So there was, <laughs> I feel a little bit bad for the small groups, how we kind of poured a little bit of that time into uh, the small group time, but um, God is doing something yeah. big, and it's amazing to see it, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Tony, that's what I'm seeing, it, that there's really no agenda. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, dinner's at 5, worship at 6. Um, but, you know, when the Holy Spirit moves, I, I had to listen to the podcast because I... I had a premarital counseling uh, during the six o'clock hour, but when we were done, I walked out into the foyer and walked into worship, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit was palpable. Mm-hmm. It was there. There was, mm-hmm. I, you know, usually we kind of go, "Hey, how you doing?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm on holy ground right here. There's yeah. something going on," and you could see people praying, people on the knees, people at the yeah. altar, people praying with one another. Uh, the music was just, um, I don't know, it was, it made me contrite to be in there, to to be like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I can't be my silly self. I, I need it. I'm in the presence of the Lord. And yeah. This is the way it felt. And you know, and that's, there's none better 
when you get into that uh, into that state, that being, that presence. Uh, absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I think we're coming near the end of our episode. Are there any last minute thoughts that you guys um, have on midweek? Anything you're looking forward to in midweek? Um, I I want to put the word expectations in there, but I think we shouldn't have any expectations because hmm. um, God's doing a new thing. And to expect a new thing, that's pretty much, I guess, all we can expect is just having that freedom and not knowing, and it's okay not knowing where it's going to go quite yet. But um, any last minute thoughts from you guys? Um, one one last minute thought for me is uh, any parent or, or families that are listening to this podcast, um, I encourage you to um, maybe engage your student because um, I think it could be one of those things where um, it just wasn't said or broadcasted that um, like this is what students are doing like on, on our part, our our part, our, our end, this is what we're doing. Um, so if you didn't know that we're really just Bible studying and, and having small groups centered around the same teaching that the whole family sat under, I encourage you to have those conversations um, with your kids in the car. Like, what did you think about the teaching? Because um, it's very unique and special for Wednesday nights that um, I think you don't get very often, and I would love to see that. Um, and, l- like, let us hear about it. We'd love to hear a student even say, yeah, like, I had a really good, fruitful conversation about God, about spiritual things with my family, um, and, and yeah, we would just love to hear things like that. So I encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Tony, I, I bring, I'm glad you brought that up, Daryl, because um, I just want to invite others too. I've had the opportunity from uh, the truck or treat or um, the volleyball and the basketball seasons and talking to parents. Um, people are tired. They're, they're tired of the way this world is dragging them through the mud through social media, through the politics, through people just lying and narratives and agendas. And I'm just saying, hey, there's hope for us. There's hope for all of us. And But that hope comes through Christ and Christ alone. So if you're feeling frustrated, if you have been down and out, if you have stopped coming into church, uh, I'd invite you uh, to come back to Wednesday night. And let that be a segue to coming back into fellowship in God's Word. And I also want to encourage you out of Isaiah 40. uh, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Our hope, faith, and trust is in Christ and His righteousness, and that's all we have. So I want to invite you back on Wednesday night and, uh, and give us a try. Uh, even if you are a member of another church, or whatever the case, and you don't have anything. We're not trying to take anybody away or anything. Yes. <laughs> we just want you to experience what we've had the opportunity to experience, that God is doing something special here on Wednesday nights during midweek gathering. Yeah. Yes, and, and closing myself, I want to invite all of you who may have inspired to sing. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to wait until every eye, every... He is crossed. 
come be a part of community, the community of restoration. Don't worry about the music. Don't worry about where you can sing good or my, my throat is scratched because that's the case. I never would sing myself, but um, I, I'm just inviting those who I, I've been meeting some of you and you keep saying you you, you want to, but this, no, no more buts, just come <laughs> and, and be fed. And we will welcome you with open arms. Yeah. I think um, just the same thing out of Isaiah. Um, there's a part where the Lord says, I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that as a leader and as leaders in this room, it's kind of this process um, throughout really life. It's a lifelong process of learning how to come in with no agenda and just really actually be surrendered to what God wants to do, how the Holy Spirit wants to move. And um, I just think all of us could speak into, there are so many powerful moments in my life that I've experienced when Mm. I have just gone to God and just said, hey, like, whatever you want to do right now, like, I just want to be with you. And um, I think that's something that God is cultivating in our team and as a church is this, um, this expectation of what can happen when we just step in um, and ask for God to be who he is and to show up and do what he wants to do. Um, And what we've been saying the whole time, like, when we are in the presence of God, that is when things change. That yes. is when we want to talk to others about him. That's when our relationship yeah. with him becomes real to us. It's not by accident that Paul starts so many letters of the New Testament um, talking about what Jesus has done for us, talking about how much he wants us to understand and experience God's love, um, because it starts with us being secure and knowing who God is um, and knowing who we are in him, having a revelation experience of his love. That is what he pours into to us to be able to overflow into others. And so um, just know that like we're learning that as a team and like we invite you to be a part of what it looks like when we just ask um, God to do what he wants to yes. do um, without a time limit, without, um, I don't know, man-made restrictions. Um, we're learning. We're learning how to do that. We literally sat down last week and talked about that, you know, like, hey, what does it look like? How do we, how do we have structure, but also like be free in the spirit? Like um, we're learning that as a team. And I think, um, man, I think God is absolutely doing a new thing. And so we invite you to be a part of it. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being a part of this roundtable. I am looking forward to the next one for sure. And hopefully we can do that soon. Um, As we're going into the holiday season, uh, this episode is actually going to be aired the day after Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to to everyone who's who's listened. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) My favorite holiday. And as we're going into the the Christmas season as well. um, Just presents. (laughs) That's good. Um, But yeah, as we're going into the Christmas season, um, I just want you all to be encouraged as well that we will still continue to have midweek gathering um, in December as well. Um, you guys can check us out at temple.church um, for different events that are happening and for the different services we have here to offer. Um, and hopefully you guys can be a part of that. So thank yeah, you guys. Too. Thanks for having us. Thanks again for listening to the Midweek Podcast here at Temple Church. If something spoke to your heart today, we'd love to hear from you and walk alongside you. You can reach us at temple at temple.church Or you can send us a text message at 252-521-2093. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love it if you rate and review the show and share it with your friends. That helps us to get the word out. 
Again, you can join us weekly for more episodes on how God can transform us and use us for His kingdom. We'll see you next time.